When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast post Newcastle United's dire draw, I suppose it's best to say, at, uh, at St Mary's Stadium after it was nil-nil, after what was a very, very difficult game to watch from a neutral's point of view and even from, from a, I suppose, from a supporter's point of view on either side because very little happened. Lee, I mean, do you want to try and, and summarise? I mean, there weren't exactly many highlights, but do you want to try and summarise what happened in that match? Yeah, well, I'm certainly not going to... Uh be as cruel to put people through through a, a sort of audio version of, of the highlights of that game because let's be honest for Newcastle United there, there wasn't any you can fast you could fast forward the to the final whistle and say yep point in the bag clean sheet end of story Newcastle didn't have a shot on target uh, didn't really have what you would call a chance to, to write home about really um, it was more a case for me of just sitting in the stands and just praying every time Southampton had a chance or a half chance that it was going to go wide or go over or it was going to hit Dubravka um, which is a really drab performance but uh, thankfully they've emerged with something to show uh, I thought they might be able to scrape it uh, the win that was that was before the game and uh, sadly there wasn't enough quality to. Uh, there wasn't anybody who looked like they were capable of, of getting a winning goal and that that's very worrying I mean we'll get on to that and Newcastle's lack of anything really in attack but you've mentioned Martin Dubravka there I suppose he was one of the, the main positives he's taken from the game first half three very good saves made one just three minutes in then at the end of the first half the last action of the first half was a very good save down to his left to deny Stevens. I think it was I mean he's someone who I think just because he's consistently excellent we almost forget how good he is every week and he has been one of the positives for Newcastle even so far this season as well hasn't he well, yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's an emerging sort of uh, influence as well from the dressing room. He's he's one of the big speakers, um, as you very well know, in mixed zone situations after games with the, with the interviews. He's the first one to stand up and be counted and, you know, not shirk his responsibility when it comes to explaining to the fans uh, his thoughts um, and giving some insight in the dressing room. So it's one of them where... You know Newcastle are lucky to have him. They got lucky in 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 a couple of respects. One that he's on board, um. But you know, secondly, lucky because they got him for so such a cheap price, and they got him without many of the big clubs, um. You know, getting in there first. So, you know, it, it's very sad though that we're sitting here talking about you know uh, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper's performance. Um. I mean, at the end of the day, that was the difference between the two teams. And in terms of going to the other end of the pitch, as we said, Newcastle didn't have a shot on target. I think there were only three or four efforts on goal in general, some of which are questionable as to what you even call that. Second half was basically a non-event in attacking sense from Newcastle. I mean, we didn't see that much of Kennedy in an offensive sense. Muto looked busy first half, but maybe final pass wasn't there. Perez didn't really have a great afternoon, hasn't been in great form. Newcastle just look short of ideas up top, don't they? And that's why they've only scored six goals all season. Yeah, and I wrote in my sort of first take match report after the game that the the big 
worrying thing out of this whole game was that was Newcastle's probably the best eleven available to them. Um, but that that sort of you know in and around that um today, with you know Rondon being involved in in Muto playing, and then obviously Lejeune not being fit. Um, that pretty much what we've seen on the pitch at various times today was the best uh, that Rafa can sort of put out there, and that that is worrying because as I say. Um, there doesn't seem to be much cohesion. I mean, Matt Ritchie put in six crosses today. Can't remember one of them creating a, any any real danger. So that that means there's a bit of a sort of issue with sort of the the old telepathy working. Um, you know, Kennedy was just doing his own thing at times. You know, he had that one effort that he struck straight at the goalkeeper with his right foot on this occasion. Um, so you know, and Rondon looked short of fitness. Mudo. Had that one chance where he kind of hit it on the turn and it went wide. It was never even. I don't know if you can even squeeze it into the chance category. So, look, they've got a lot of work to do. They need to look more like a team. They look like a team defensively. There's no doubt about that. But going forward, they need to um really show they've got a clinical edge in the final third, because that's severely lacking at the moment. I mean, Rafter after the game seemed slightly more upbeat than he did after the Brighton game. I suppose you can say it was a draw rather than a defeat as last week. And he was trying to accentuate the positives. He said, look, we need to be better on the ball. He talked about anxiety mm. in Newcastle's play. Do you think that that's to do with confidence and the fact that they now are 10 games into the season and haven't won a game? Do you think that's where all that comes from? And as professional footballers, that's almost natural. I suppose on the other side, we saw that with Southampton, the fact that they had loads of chances. But their strikers just look like they don't know how to score at the moment as well. Well, this is it. Um, I mean, there's the old saying about wins breed confidence, confidence breeds wins, and you know, it is very true. Um, and when you're losing games, it can go the other way. When you're not scoring goals, it can go the other way. Um, Newcastle looked like they were severely lacking confidence in that final third. I think there was a ball from Atsu that went in at the end, and he just knew that Rondon wasn't even going to get on the end of it. It, it actually in a strange way though it actually looked like Newcastle waited until the last 15 minutes um, the last 15 10 minutes to actually have a bit more of a go uh, he bought on key to maybe find that killer pass uh, he bought on Atu a bit of fresh legs um, and obviously Rondon was already on the pitch by that side so whether they thought they'd given themselves a platform to go on and try and nick it uh, you know I, I don't know but it could have backfired because Southampton still had a few other chances so I mean look Newcastle got a point today that's great but they got a point because Southampton couldn't finish in front of goal uh, Mark Hughes was complaining after the game about the way Newcastle played um, but you know it was if it was invented to disrupt Southampton's pattern it worked so we're not too worried about Mark Hughes but whatever you say Newcastle have got these two home games now and they've got a probably get three or four at least three or four points out of them six if, if possible but you know the way Watford and Bournemouth have been choking off results this season uh, it won't be easy I mean Mike Ashley was there again today fifth match in succession he was there supporters at various points made it known again their displeasure at him but at the same time from almost the first whistle the fans were also very supportive of Benitez. They were more vocal than the Southampton fans, which I suppose you could argue to an extent is understandable because of Southampton's woeful home form. But certainly the away fans haven't turned on Benitez. And, and although that there may be more and more questions coming from certain quarters, from, from maybe a few fans back on Tyneside, 
the majority, certainly that St Mary's today, still believe that he's the man to turn things around, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, they were chanting his name um, at various points in the game. Rafa at the end went over with the players to applaud the fans and he got a great reception. So, you know, I, I don't think Rafa Benitez is, is the issue at Newcastle. The issue is is that he hasn't had um, the exact backing that's needed. I mean, Newcastle will argue he has had some backing and I suppose he's had the 23 million in the summer. But what did he get the first choices, you know, with the, with the players he wanted? There were certain deals that, you know, didn't come off. Um like play going to Munch and Gladbach. Um so he, certain things didn't happen for him. Um here we are now going into November and you know Newcastle still haven't got a win after ten games and for a team that finished tenth, uh you'd you would never have thought that that would be the situation. when I say that I mean on the final whistle of that Chelsea game, three nil, them doing the lap of honour, you just think, right, just give me his contract, let him go shopping. No, this is Newcastle United. Sadly, it's not that straightforward. And yeah, they're now having to look at a, another way of doing things. And we said before the September international break, that before the next international break, Newcastle need to make sure they get that win to get the monkey off the back. We said after the October international break, exactly the same thing. They now have two games before the November international break. Again, back-to-back home matches, but Newcastle have lost five successive games at St James's Park. And they come up against two teams who today claim three 0 victories against the teams directly above Newcastle on the table. Lee, can you can you see any positives? Can you see a way that Newcastle can transform their own form and really upset those teams in the next couple of weeks? Well, we've spoken a lot this season about facing the top six. Um, you know, we've played all these hard teams. The next two games are are just as hard, in my opinion, because you're playing against happy clubs. If you like, you know the. They've got the manager they want. They spent the money that they needed to. The fans are happy. You know they're choking off wins. They make it look quite easy, really. Um, so it's disappointing that you know we go into these games where we're in such dire need for a win. Um, but as I say, it just it won't be easy because you know that when everything when the chips are down in Newcastle, it's, it can be a tough place to be. Um, for these clubs, they'll relish coming up here. Um, so, yeah, tough one, tough one. Um, but as I say, if they get four points out of them two games, ideally they need six, of course. But if they can get four points, then it'll just give them something going in that international break, which um, would lift the place a little bit and just you know make it, you know make this sort of the light at the end of the tunnel almost. We just start to see it, you know. Um, but they've got a lot of hard work to do. Twenty eight games to go. Um, there's not much more room for error. And just finally, after the match, which we don't want to go back to, we just park <laughs> that game and let us yeah. sort of talk about it again because it was one of those. But let's just end on a positive. Is is there a positive you can take from that match? The the only positive is that Newcastle didn't lose again. Um, they didn't get hammered. Um, I suppose. You know, you have a look at the goal difference down there now. That that's starting to look quite important already. Um, so those games where they did park the bus, um, could you know prove to to be a benefit going forward. Um, yeah, the only positive was they didn't lose uh, the clean sheet, of course, as well. But you know, for Rafa Benitez, 
he could tell he was he, he felt that something had changed over that 90 minutes whether it's the performance or result you know we'll have to ask him again on on Friday but you could tell he was he had a, an air of satisfaction around him in that press conference so that's that's obviously a big plus I'm going to turn to Martin Dubravka as well and say he was a positive but as we say you don't really want to be talking about the goalkeeper so thank you very much for tuning in uh, apologies about Newcastle's performance today obviously me and Lee could do nothing about that we can only tell you what happened but make sure you tune in uh, early next week when we will have a full review podcast of the game